they, you know, looked her up and down and they said, yeah, you shouldn't go up there. Like, you're, you can't go up there. And it was a real moment of like, huh, like there must be, if we feel this way, like we felt hurt, we felt intimidated, we felt judged, we felt like we weren't good enough to be in the outdoors. And we went home and we're like, if we're feeling this way, how many other women out there must be feeling the same way? Listening to Humanize Me with Bart Campolo. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here, and thanks especially to those of you who've been letting me know how you feel about the new stuff we're trying, whether by email or on the Facebook page. Not surprisingly, our crowd is a bunch of great encouragers and fairly gentle critics. Which is why, as a demonstration of my gratitude and teachability, I'm earnestly aiming to keep this introduction brief and stammer-free. Coming up is a great conversation that I had with Women Who Explore co-founder Lindsay McNevin, who most of you have never heard of, but you are going to love, and their brand ambassador and my dear friend, Melissa Wright who's been a part, who's, who's connected to Lindsay, who's the person who introduced me to Lindsay. But before we get to that, I need to do just a little humanize me housework. First and foremost, I have to admit that you were right and I was stupid. I didn't want to set up a Patreon page, but it has turned out to be a great idea. I mean, it's not just that we're getting more resources to make the show, but it's also that the more people who support us that way, the more committed I find myself feeling to making it better. Cause I'm like, well, if other people are investing, I want to invest more. And I also, it's strange. Like I don't feel comfortable sharing photos on Facebook or, or just out there where anybody can see them. But I do find myself sharing photos and other kinds of stuff like that with the Patreon people, because even at a hundred, you know, even at a hundred bucks a month, not many people are supporting us at that level. Although there are a few, but even at a buck a month, I feel like anyone that's doing that is genuinely invested in me. So I'm just saying it's, it's really, it's, it's working in terms of building in me a real excitement and, and a real sense of connection with the audience, which when you sit behind a microphone alone in a, in a room, you sometimes don't feel. So thanks. And you were right. You, you know who else is in? invested in me lately. I, I just got to tell you, my, my nephews, Sam Blaisdell and Thaddeus Woods, who blew into town a few weeks ago for the express purpose of doing the incredibly filthy demo work on this old fixer-up house Marty and I finally found here in Cincinnati. And, and trust me, I mean, it's going to be a very cool place, I think. And, I, and, and the way we're fixing it up and the way we're blowing out walls and stuff... I think it's going to be a really great gathering place for the humanist fellowship that we're building here. And, 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 and hopefully for good people that are coming through town and, and need a place to, 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 to get a meal or, or to connect with somebody who cares. 
Um, but the truth is there, there's no way that my wife and I would still be standing and even thinking about hosting anybody if Sam and Thaddeus hadn't shown up to rescue our old bodies from the sure destruction of trying to, trying to get that place going on our own. And so, you know, come to think of it, I probably ought to post a few photos of all of us covered in plaster dust as we work on the place. Um, but, but in the meantime, I, I guess I just wanted to give a shout out to Sam and Thaddeus, um, for whom I am very grateful and very proud. And the truth is, happy as I am to be in the Midwest, I got to tell you, I occasionally miss Los Angeles and Southern California, and I am going to really miss Southern California this coming Saturday, May 19th, because on that day, on the sandy shores of Huntington Beach, my friend Morris Day will be hosting the ninth interfaithless barbecue beach party at Bolsa Chica State Beach. Now, listen, some of you are thinking, wait, Morris Day, I know that name. And that's because Morris appeared on Humanize Me last year, right after I went to that beach party. Marty and I went with, with we took a couple friends with us, and it was just the most wonderful sort of safe space for a lot of people who are just dipping their toes and admitting that they're no longer Christian or no longer Mormon or no longer Muslim. I mean, there were, there were people there from lots of different traditions. And it was just this wonderful place where people were telling their stories to each other, very informal. It went on all day long. And like, all I can tell you is it's a wonderful event and it's happening again this Saturday. And if you want to know how to get there, like there's no place where all the details are posted on purpose because some of the people that are coming, they're not, you know, openly out of the closet on this thing. And so, and, and sometimes people show up that are not nice, you know, or that want to lead everybody back to Jesus or whatever. And so what, what happens is, is Morris, Morris has the details and you got to get in touch with him. So if you want to reach Morris, all the details of how to reach Morris are at bartcampola.org under this episode. But the gist is this, you've got to RSVP Morris so that he can tell you where to find them on the beach, which is three miles long, and you just won't find them. People don't find them unless Morris tells you where they'll be. And so again, Morris's email address is on my website. So go there, get the details, contact Morris, go to the party. And then when you go, like, send me an email and let me know what your experience is because I loved it. And I think you will too. Yeah, so go to, and if you can't make this party, don't worry. There's another one Saturday, September 8th, which I think is like six months on. And I'll, I'll make sure you can get the information about that one too. All right, that's it. Now here's my conversation with Lindsay McNevin, who you're gonna love. Lindsay, where, where are you sitting as we're, as, you're, as we're doing all this craziness? I am sitting in my home office right now in Calgary, Alberta. I've been to, I was just in Calgary like a month ago. Was it freezing? It was pretty cold. <laughs> is it still, is it still freezing? Uh, today it's cold. It's pouring rain here right now, but it actually has been beautiful. It's like been in the eighties. How did you, I mean, are you a Calgary person forever or did you end up there? I'm not. I'm actually just from uh, outside of Toronto, but I've been here for the past two and a half years and I love it. Why does one move to Calgary? I moved because my sister lives here. She's been here for about 10 years. We don't have any family out here. So I moved to be closer to her and to be closer to the mountains. 
Is your sister your younger sister or your older sister? She is four years older than me. And you got into this thing together, right? We did. We we are co-founders and owners of Women Who Explore. And when you moved out there, you're like, I'm going to move out there with my sister and we're going to start something. Or did you figure it out once you got there? So we've always sort of had this dream of starting something together. Uh, We were separated when we were really young. My sister lived with my dad and I lived with my mom. And it wasn't until we were in our 20s that we actually got close. And since then, we've had many conversations about, uh, you know, writing a book or starting to do something together. And But it wasn't until I think I moved out here that we decided hey, this is the right time. We both live in the same city and let's do something. You move there. So then you're close to her and you've got kids that you're raising, I guess, kind of connected to each other. Yeah. And how old are these, how old are these kids now? So my kids are 12 and nine and a half and her daughter is seven. Oh, wow. So you're in the soup together. <laughs> we are. And, and and I don't know if you've told this story to a million people, but like, I'm really interested because I had this, I had a friend, you know this, I have a friend who went on one of your trips. Yes. And it was a transformative experience in her life. And so I'm really interested in how you came to be doing this work that you're doing. And so I don't know if you want to tell me how you got to it and then explain what it is, or if you want to tell me what it is. And then explain how you got to it. But like, I want to know both things. Okay. So I think the simplest way uh, to put it is Women Who Explore is a community dedicated to getting women into the outdoors. So that's that's what it is. Plain and simple. Uh, we strive to get women outside. How we got there um, is a bit of a bit of a funny story, to be honest. Uh, when I moved to Calgary to be closer to my sister. We started sort of going in to the mountains as like a mode of therapy. My sister was getting out of an abusive relationship and that was kind of our escape. I would take her into the mountains, we'd go hiking, but we really had no idea what we were doing. We didn't have the right gear. You know, we didn't, we didn't know sort of trail etiquette. Um, We'd pack you know, some beers to have at the top and, you know, just a bunch of beef jerky to eat on the way. We really, we really didn't know anything about being in the outdoors. And what was happening was we were coming across a lot of women while we were out on trails and while we were out on hiking and they had all the best gear and they, you know, knew what they were doing and they judged us. (laughs) Um, Oh, I thought you were going to say, that, and, and in sisterhood, they reached out. No, they did not reach out. Uh, <laughs> they did the opposite of reach out. Uh, and it was really intimidating. Uh, there was one particular moment uh, where it was Easter and we had hiked and we were at the top and we had like the bunny ears on from the dollar store and we were taking photos, you know, happy Easter And this group of about six women sort of came down from this ridge and they had like matching backpacks and poles and beautiful hiking boots. And 
you know, Jenny sort of bounds over to her, over to them. She's got her bunny ears on. She's got her beer in her hand. And she was like, oh, what's it like up there? And they, you know, looked her up and down and they said, yeah, you shouldn't go up there. Like you you can't go up there. And she was like, well, what's it like? What's up there? And they were like, you should probably just head down. Like you don't even, you don't even have poles. Like you can't go up there. And it was a real moment of like, huh? Like there must be, if we feel this way, like we felt hurt, we felt intimidated, we felt judged, we felt like we weren't good enough to be in the outdoors. And we went home and we're like, if we're feeling this way, how many other women out there must be feeling the same way? Were you guys immediately able to articulate what you were feeling? Like, was it easier for you? Like, did it just flow out of you? Well, I would have to say we were pissed off at first. (laughs) Something flowed out of it. Something flowed out of it. (laughs) You know, like we were like, I'm like, like we were like, oh, wow. Like that was like really judgy. And yeah, we, we felt upset. And I think it was, it's easy for Jenny and I to express our feelings to one another. So I do think, you know, we got in the car and we're like, wow, that was brutal you know, and like, I never want to feel like that again. Yeah. And that's, and you know, during that car ride home, that's when the idea of Women Who Explore was born. And, and, and was the seed of it, like, we'll, we'll create a situation where, where women can come out and go hiking and nobody will judge them. Yes. I think though, what we realized was it's not just hiking where there's a huge intimidation and a judgment factor. It's everything in the outdoors. So as much as, you know, Jenny and I enjoyed hiking, there's other sports that we weren't even, you know, after that I was like, well, I'm not even going to try rock climbing because imagine how judged I'm going to feel when I walk into a rock climbing gym and I've never been before. So we wanted to create a space where, women could feel not judged, not intimidated in any sort of activity they wanted to do, not just hiking, which is why the word explore came into play. And what was the next step in that conversation? So we really didn't know how how to do it. Um, we didn't really know how to create this space. And so uh, first we started an online space. So, uh, we, we started an Instagram account. We called it women who explore and we started posting photos of us in the outdoors, you know, without the really good gear, you know, not on the highest mountain, you know, funny photos of like, Hey, this is what it really looks like on top of the mountain. Like our hair's a mess, you know, we're all muddy and it sort of hit a, I don't know, it hit a nerve, I think, with women all over the place. And we started to grow really quickly online. And we're like, we, at the same time we did that, we launched a blog where we invited women from all over the world to talk about their experiences in the outdoors. So I actually... Before this, my previous job was a travel writer. And what I found was it was getting really hard to get published in the outdoor space as a woman, unless you were doing something like trekking up Everest while blindfolded. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's like, can you top this? Right. And it's hard as an average woman to relate to, you know, the super athletes, the endurance athletes, the ultra athletes. So we wanted to create a space where average women could relate to other women. So we opened up, you know, our blog to anybody who wanted to write about their experience in the outdoors. And we sort of, for the first six months, we connected women online rather than in person. And and so this is literally, this is just a place. It, it's kind of like a place where women are swapping stories and are they meeting each other and then going on like, are, are, are like two women from, you know, Banff finding each other and then saying like, oh, you're here, I'm here. Or, or is it purely like this is a place to sort of swap information? It was purely a place to swap information. And within six months, we were like, hey, we're doing a really horrible job of physically connecting women. What can we do to fix this? Because it's not good enough for us to just connect these women online. We don't want women to sit at home and just scroll through our Instagram or just read the blogs. We want them to actually get into the outdoors. So we sat down and we said, hey, how can how can we do that? And how, like, I, I guess what, what I'm curious about is, did you, it was the pain of that experience that sort of catalyzed you. When you started, when, when people started sending stuff into your blog, was it all like, look at me, I hiked, you know, I did this. Or were people also sharing those same stories of like, I too have felt been made to feel bad. Like, did you find that there were other people out there that were like scared or had been, had been humiliated in the process of trying to be an outdoors person? We we did. We found a lot of people that felt intimidated. So whether it was intimidated to try something new in the outdoors, whether it was not having, you know, sort of a community to support them going into the outdoors, it was a lot of the conversations that were happening were, hey, I feel like I'm not good enough to be in this outdoor world. Which sadly sort of seems like a subset of generalized shame like hey i don't feel like i'm good enough to be in this world absolutely um which of course like you know as 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 this guy who came out of the evangelical christian movement i was like i have some ideas about where that source of shame comes from in the first place <laughs> and, and 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 i you know but but i i have noticed that it feels like it it works differently for women than it does for men in general and I guess what I'm wondering is like, it was, it's very clear that like right from the beginning, you were like, this will be a woman's thing. I, I mean, obviously it's intentional, but like what was behind that intention? Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting because I grew up with more male friends than female friends. I was always one of the guys. Uh, I played a lot of sports growing up and I, I never really felt um, that connection uh, with women and so it's very interesting to me that I would start a company dedicated to supporting women. And I think, to be honest, it's because I really felt that I had a lack of connection with women. I knew amazing women were out there, but I had never had the chance to experience that. And so I think when I look back at it now, that's the reason why it was a women's only thing. 
if that makes sense. That's, that's, yeah, it does. It's not what I thought. I thought you were going to say it was because Jenny was just coming out of an abusive relationship with a man and we just wanted nothing to do with men for a while. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> which would also make sense to me. Um, I, I'm, I'm working with a college student right now and she's just the most wonderful young woman. And um, she online, like she, she makes a good income as uh, as like a what do you call it she's like a personal brand okay like she she does these blogs about the stuff she wears and companies send her money to like review their stuff and like she's got thousands of people that have been following her for years and yet she, you know i hear her say the same thing like i i know there are really good women out there in person but i don't know how to connect with them and I guess what I'm wondering is, is do you, like, has it worked for you? Oh, it's, it's worked beyond worked. I went from having, I, I essentially had no friends when I moved here. And, you know, I have hundreds of women that I know I could call up at any point in my day just to have a conversation with them. I know that. I watch the connections happen at our events and at our weekends. And I feel almost like I sort of got ripped off when I was younger and that I didn't have these amazing connections because there are so many incredible women out there looking to meet other women. Okay. But here's the thing that didn't happen through your, you know, online space, right? It didn't, that didn't no. happen until you and Jenny sat down and said, like, we're doing a terrible job of actually <laughs> connecting these people together. Yes. And then, and then, and then what happened then? What did you, do? what was the first thing where you actually had women in a space together? What'd you do? We actually did a snowshoe in the mountains, uh, just outside of Calgary, about an hour and a half. We went up to an alpine lake and we just, you know, we kind of put it on our Facebook and our Instagram and we're like, hey, we're going to have this snowshoe. It's going to be on a Saturday. It's going to be this day. You know, if you want to come, <laughs> come meet us in the parking come lot. Come on ahead. Yeah. And honestly, we didn't think anybody was going to show up. We were very nervous. We're like, you know, you know, women just aren't going to show up. And I think that first event, 15 women showed up. Some of them had never snowshoed before. Some of them came, most of them came by themselves. Um, a couple of people brought a friend, but you know, that first event, we had women there that are like hikers, snowshoers, you know, in, in way better shape than I am. And we had people there that had never been to the mountains before. And to see that connection that happened and, you know, I'm friends with every single one of those women that came to that first meetup still. You know, I still go out with them and I watch as they now have continued to meet up and go out into the mountains together and, you know, meet for coffee or go for dinner. And okay, but on that first on that first day, though, when 15 of them show up and some of them are hikers and they have their own snowshoes and others of them show up with no equipment, like, what did you do? We're did like, you actually like, hey. did you rent snowshoes? <laughs> hey, welcome to Women Who Explore. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what we're doing, but we just wanted to get you all together. 
Yeah, so we had snowshoes. We had brought some snowshoes. We had asked everybody sort of that had said they might come. We're like, hey, we have a couple pairs of snowshoes. So if not, here's where to rent them. And, you know, we were, Jenny and I were so nervous. We had this like women who explore banner that we were holding. It was so cold out. It was snowing. And, you know, we said, hey, like we're not, we're not guides. In fact, we've only ever done this trail once. And we're also not fast or the best snowshoers. And we really just wanted to have this meetup to see what would happen, to bring everybody together, to get outside. So, you know, if you're fast, go in the front. If you're not sure, stay in the back. <laughs> and we'll all sort of meet at the top. <laughs> and did it work that way? It did. It worked that way. You know, we had brought some like snacks and it was around Christmas time. So we obviously in true form, we had like brought some like Santa hats and, <laughs> you know, some reindeer headbands. And we all, you know, we all met at the top. The people that were fast would stop and wait for the people that might have been a bit slower. And we all met at the top. We took so many photos. We had you know, birds coming down and landing on us. And it was honestly, it was magical. There was nobody else there but our group. And that, and thus, and thus was born. And thus was born. And and, and now like, okay, so fast forward me. Cause like now I get the impression that you and Jenny are on adventures with women like every weekend. Is that, is that an exaggeration? Uh, well, Jenny and I are not there every weekend because we have relationships and children that would disown us <laughs> if we were gone every weekend. But we do, we've gone from running, you know, one day events, which we do still run. Um, but we have added these sort of weekend or coming up week long getaways where we have small groups of women, you know, anywhere from about 10 to 15 women who come together for the weekend all across North America. And and they don't necessarily like they don't necessarily know each other. They don't show up as a group. Like one woman goes like, "I'm going to go on that cuz I know those other women will be nice." Exactly. Yeah, we rarely have people show up that are in three or more together. Like it's normally either one woman or maybe a woman and her friend come together. But the majority is women are signing up on their own. And, and and is there anything that these women have in common besides being women? There's, you know, we definitely see a lot of themes. Um, and it's everything from, you know, a woman who's going through uh, some sort of life experience. So maybe she's going through a divorce or maybe she's moved to a new city, or maybe she's had a job transition, or maybe she's just decided that she's going to take this year for herself. You know, maybe she's a mom whose kids have grown up and she's, you know, finding herself again. So it does seem to be, um, all of the women sort of have this story and that, and that's what, um, connects them is that everybody, you know, everybody's going through something. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because like, and I don't know, I don't know what your spiritual background is, but like I, you know, come growing up in this churchy world and stuff like that, like this, we would, I would have said like, 
oh, what a wonderful ministry you've created. Like you're creating space for people that are going through something to connect with each other. Like, you know, do you feel like this is in some ways like a ministry or a gift you're giving to these women by creating a context for them to know each other? I think so. I grew up very um, non, non-religious. Um, and so I don't think I would ever refer to it as a ministry, but I do... I feel like we're giving them a safe space to connect with other women. Does that make sense? It, yeah. And I guess the re- and, and, and it feels like that's meeting a huge need. Like there's a, there's, I know so many women that are like, I would like a safe space to connect. Especially, what's funny is like, I know a lot of people that used to be in the church and they're not any longer. And they were like, the church was the place that I connected yeah. And so, you know, in some sense, I like, it really does feel like th- that you're meeting a need. And, and maybe the thing, like, my friend Melissa tells me that, like, this thing has grown really fast for you guys, which would indicate that there, there's a need out there. I think there's definitely a need. And I think what sets us apart is we offer small group settings. So it's not an overwhelming experience. You know, there's not a hundred people at some yoga retreat. Um, it's, you know, a maximum of 15 women. And it's a space where your friends and your family aren't there. And, you know, something that you might have talked to your friends and family about over and over and over again, and you've just, you know, they're sick of hearing it. You can tell these 10 or 15 strangers and you know genuinely the pe- the women that are signing up are not signing up because th- they're going to judge anybody you know it's do you think that self selects i mean is there something do you think it's the way you describe the trip that like if you were that hardcore person you're like yeah that's not my trip i think so yeah and i think you know we really we really try to cater to um women without sort of the experience of being in the outdoors or that are wanting to try a new sport. So I do think, you know, we don't get a lot of women that are like super experienced and like have all the best things and are sort of there to be like, oh, you can't do that. You know, it's really interesting because these weekends, people sign up for these women sign up for these weekends because of the destination or the activity. But what they remember about these weekends are the moments of connecting with the other women. It's not, it doesn't, it becomes more about the magic that we call it the magic that happens while we're at that getaway rather than the destination or the sport. Do you you think that, I mean, what do you think that magic is? I mean, do you think it's just the, do you think it's nature itself or do you think it's like putting 15 women around a campfire with nothing, with, with nothing to do, nothing but time? I think it's putting 15 women in a space that they feel comfortable to open up. Yeah. It's, it's weird, isn't it? When you think about it, that, cause I'm guessing, I'm just imagining my wife going on something like this. Like I, I can see why that would be meaningful to her. Cause like, and it's weird. I don't like to think of myself as an inhibiting presence, but I know I am. And I know that like the roles that we play in our family, that there's something that, that can happen when you're away from all that 
And I think there's something that can happen when you're away from all that with other women um, that I, like I can sort of project her onto that and go like, that would be a really good thing. So like if you knew my audience, like the, the, the emails I get from people and the isolation that so many of them are feeling and then layer on that the sense of like being intimidated by big things or by other people, I go like, yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people. I, I know a lot of people for whom this could be a really good thing. Hey, hey, here's the deal. Right in the middle of my conversation with Lindsay, I'm going to stop and I'm going to pull in my friend Melissa. Let's do it. M- Melissa, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. Is I want cuz like you are a consumer. Uh, that's the wrong word. Like you are a participant in <laughs> yes. one of these women who explore things. I know now you're connected with them. Now you're an ambassador with them. But in the beginning, you just went on one of these trips, right? Yeah. Well, so what ha- what actually worked out was that last summer, because um, I've always traveled solo and I like hiking solo and camping solo. And it was about last summer that I was trying, I was getting kind of tired of doing things solo. And, but I felt... um I felt really silly in other groups. I'd been scolded in other groups before for not doing the right thing or asking the right questions. And so um, I had thought, well, <laughs> kind of like Lindsay had said, uh, there must be other women that feel this way. So um, rather than start anything on my own, I thought, well, surely there must be a group that's already started this. And um, sure enough, I found Women Who Explore and I had followed them for a few months on Instagram and their Facebook page. And it was about September or October. They did, um, it's a call for ambassadors and basically just putting it out there. If anybody wants to help represent their brand and run Facebook groups and help them in their mission that you should apply. And, uh, and the way I know it worked out, you had to submit like a two minute video explaining why you wanted to be an ambassador. And I want to say they said they got, they had thousands of submissions and they whittled it down to, I think, 75 women from the thousands that they received, which they didn't expect to receive that much. I mean, Lindsay talked about her email box being flooded and um, just with all these submissions, it was really, really hard to bring it down. But um, there was a couple different stages. And in the end, I was one of the um, candidates selected for to represent Arizona. And, um, so as it turned out at the, like right after that, she had also said that if any of those ambassadors wanted to help run these getaways, that they were looking for a few women to do that as well. But if you wanted to run one, um, you had to go to one and then go to the training. And so it was a last minute decision, but I booked the Jasper, um, national park getaway, uh, in Canada. And it was, I think I only planned it like three weeks in advance. And it was kind of crazy because I'm a desert rat and it was in the middle of February. I think it was early February and Jasper, it was cold, 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 cold. And so it was something that was definitely out of, out of my comfort zone. So, so it's so interesting. Like you were already like, I want to be an ambassador and I want to lead trips and mm-hmm. you've never been on a trip. I'd never been on a trip. What I'd so, uh, so seen what, were what, so. <laughs> what, what, I mean, I'm like, it, it, is their I, Facebook page that good? Oh, so so the way it had worked out. So I'd been watching them, and I talked a little bit to Lindsay, and I'd been engaging with all the um, newly selected ambassadors on our like private Facebook group, and 
I, I all I could imagine was that if the Facebook group <laughs> was that good, that the getaway had to be at least that good, if not better. Like just um, putting these the women that are. So I, like Lindsay had said, like it's it's a lot of women that it's all different experience levels. Um, but I also think it's a certain type of woman that's at, at whatever point in her life is willing to um, push herself out of her comfort zone a little bit. And so I think a lot of the women that join Women Who Explore and certainly in the ambassadors were definitely in that group. And I think that that created a certain energy that just kind of like swept me, swept me up. And I was just all over it because I'd never, I'd never been in a group that I identified with so much and had made such quick friends with, especially, especially online. Um, but that I met them in person. There's a few of them I met in person in Jasper and it was just immediate. We still have our like little group chats on Facebook. We talk all the time. We're planning new trips together. Um, I'm actually going to Glacier National Park with one of the girls I met. Um, she's another ambassador from the Jasper trip. And, um, so yeah, it just became really tight and really, it was, it was just a really great experience. So I just, I jumped in with both feet. What? Yeah, clearly. And, and, and I guess <laughs> I, I, this common bond that you're discovering there, where it sounds like, like you were looking at their Facebook page, you were, you were interacting with people and you sense like, this is a different kind of woman than I encounter in everyday life. It, it, like there, there's, there's some quality here. And I guess I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to figure out what it is and how you spotted it. So I, so I don't think that it's a different type of woman. I think that there were all just, I mean, I would consider myself just an average outdoors woman. I don't do anything crazy. I mean, some people would think that a female camping solo is crazy. Um, but no, I've hiked with no, you. You're, I've hiked it's... with you once. You're nothing special. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing I'm, special. I mean, you know, I mean, to, I mean, to be good, fair, but I you... was in flip flops. <laughs> 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 that three mile hike in flip flops. That's true. But you know, I, I definitely don't have the right gear. I'm willing to hike in flip flops um, if that makes you feel better. But um, but no, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily. I mean, I think. I don't know that it's any individual woman that makes it special. I think it's just the energy that's created by women that are willing to just step just the slightest little bit out of their comfort zone and kind of explore this because it is something. I mean, I do, I do get a lot of lectures, um, especially by guys about the dangers of hiking solo and the dangers of camping solo. And don't I know it's the, the animals of the two legged variety that I should be scared of. And, and so there's some, there's a kind of, there's definitely a, a liberating freedom that you feel whenever you're, it, it's very empowering whenever you're out there. And so I think what, what the experience is, is that you're around other women that are, um, that are in that space as well, or at least willing to, to try, like put, dip their toe in that space. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's also this thing that I'm starting just as I'm thinking about it after, as I'm talking to Lindsay and now as I'm talking to you, I don't know how to say it, but the process itself, like it just works. Like you put almost any group of people and if you could get them to be open in a certain way, you would end up feeling like those were some special people um, that, that sort of, and, and this sounds really uh, Pollyannish, but like everybody's amazing if you could get to them, 
if you could get at it, like, and maybe that maybe that's too strong. Like, there are probably some horrible people that are not amazing in any way, but a lot of people are amazing if you could if you could find a way to kind of unlock them. And it sounds like this particular setup is really good at unlocking. I would agree with that, and I think. I think every getaway is a little bit different. You know, Lindsay and Jenny lead a lot of them, but, you know, they're passing some of these getaways over to the ambassadors. And so um, they they did have, like, some icebreaker game recommendations. And not really games. There, it's not really that kind of thing. Um, but just ways that you can get women to open up. Um, and so I'd taken one of those tools, for example, on my getaway to Joshua Tree, and I'd had it all ready. You know, I was like, okay, you know, because I'm, I'm not a fan of icebreakers. It makes me uncomfortable, but I was like, I'm going to do it and we're going to get deep. And so the time that I was going to do it passed because one of the girls had arrived um, much later than I had expected. And so I was like, okay, next day at lunchtime, we're going to do it as we're all sitting around just kind of chilling. And it was just kind of naturally happening. And so one of the women that was there, she was photographing um, the getaway and uh, she's been to many of them before. And she saw that it's, it's, it involves jelly beans is all I'll say, right? And so she saw that I had this package of jelly beans and she was like, oh, she goes, were you gonna do the jelly beans? I was like, yeah, I said I was planning on it, but I said, I think it's it's okay. She was like, oh yeah. She goes, don't bring them out. She goes, that would just force it at the moment. She goes, your girls have like already, they're already there. They don't need... They don't need anything more. They were already sharing and getting deep and, yeah, you know, forming yeah. those don't bonds. Don't wake them up without, to give them a sleeping pill. Without yeah. you. Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't any, I didn't have to force anything or encourage it. It just happened. It just kind of happened that way. Have you been won over from soloing? Are you like, yeah, this is better than soloing? Or are you like, this is different and I want to do both? It's different and I want to do both. Um, I would, I would describe myself as an introvert. So, so I loved this. This was phenomenal. This trip was amazing and I gained so much uh, from it. Um, but as an introvert, by the end of it, I was just <laughs> like emotionally exhausted because it, it is a lot to kind of go through and process. So whenever I got back, I was like, oh, okay. So I don't want to talk to anybody for a little while. I want to just process this experience internally um, in my very quiet way. I got one more question. I know you got to go and I, I'm, I want to get back. I'm, I'm going to finish up with Lindsay after I get done talking to you, but like, I wanted to squeeze you in here. This will sound crazy. I think I know the answer to this question, but the only thing that's like sticking in my craw is when people are like, the women were amazing. Everybody's amazing. And, and the re <laughs> like part of that is because that's what intimidates me is if everybody talks about like, all oh, these women were amazing. There's a part of me that goes like, well, what if I don't feel, what if I'm not amazing? And I guess what my question is, is at the end of the trip, did you feel like you were lucky because you got to be out there with 15 amazing women? Or did you also feel like, oh, I'm amazing too? Did you come away feeling better about yourself, not just the other women? Oh, of course. So, so whenever we say like the women were amazing and, and phenomenal, um, I think that comes from, I think, well, I think they are all amazing and phenomenal. And I think that everybody has that in them. And I think that what these trips do is just kind of like bring that to the surface. So it's very, it's very easy to access. There's, there's not that, this, that wall that people sometimes put up. Um, 
you, you can just see it so much easier. So I would say to anybody that's like, when we're saying these amazing women, uh, and you want to go to this, you're amazing too. Just come on the trip. Believe me, you're going to see it. You're going to see it in other women. And I definitely saw it in myself because, you know, I led the group and that's something that I've never done before either. Been like a, a leader in this kind of space. And, and that was quite an experience as well for that. These women kind of looked at me and they were like, yeah, the fearless leader, Melissa. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I just, you know, we joked about, we did this one and a half mile hike, right? So it was only one and a half mile. It should have been super easy. Um, and it was, it was easy, but we were 8,500 feet up and, um, none of us are from high altitude. So, you know, that makes a little bit of a difference. And, um, we all wanted, what we wanted to do was take pictures and just kind of like goof off and have fun. And so there's this joke. We took the Palm Springs tramway up to the top of the mountain, which is an amazing experience. If you haven't done it, it's like five minutes, but it jets you up to the top of this mountain. You get the beautiful views. But the joke was that I did a half day hike with them with an 8,500 foot gain, <laughs> which, you know, the, the gain was the tram and the half day was only a mile and a half, but we had the best time. And had I had a group of women that wanted to push harder, then we would have pushed a little bit harder. But the group was just, you know, we wanted to eat and laugh and take pictures and be silly. And, and it was just the, the women kind of dictate exactly how the trip is going to go. So I set the itinerary, but then whenever we get together, it's like, okay, so this, this is fluid and weather changes things. And you guys might have bucket list items. You know, you were like, I wanted to come to Joshua Tree because X, Y, or Z. I had a girl that does like a naked in nature thing. And sure enough, we got out in the middle of the uh, middle of Joshua Tree in the middle of nowhere and she just stripped down and that's what she wanted. She wanted her naked picture taken in Joshua Tree and that was facilitated. Um, and so it's just women feel very liberated to, I think, kind of like ask for what they want. And and I think they kind of feel a little bit in control and... Um, yeah, just it's a good yeah. space to be able to to enjoy each I can other. Feel that. I, I know a lot of women who tell me that when they go on vacation with their families, um, they oftentimes end up being the only one that isn't really on vacation because they're facilitating and facilitating and facilitating. And so the idea of being in a space where everybody, yeah. where, you, where you feel like it's okay to ask for what you want and to do what you want to do with the group. Um, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Because I'm the facilitator. Yeah. Hey, listen, I know you mm got to go and I want to get back and finish up with Lindsay. This was wonderful. I'm, you know, I mean, you're part of my real life. And so it's fun for me. Like when I hear about this kind of esoteric idea of women who explore, um, that's cool. But. It, it, it's grounded for me because somebody I know did it and it, and, it, and it's been good for you. And so, I, you know, I feel, I, it makes me feel more confident in wrapping this thing up with Lindsay and knowing that like, I do want the people that are part of my world to know that this is happening. Yeah, it's, it's great. I highly recommend it no matter your skill level. Um, it's a real thing <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is, it is pretty magical. Um, I just, I just hope that other women will give it a try. All right, go get him. I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Bart. You bet. Okay, bye. Lindsay, I'm guessing that you, do you get, do you have a feedback mechanism that you get to hear from a lot of the women that come back from these trips? I would say that about 75% of the women who come back from the trips actually send us an email on their own accord or send us a Facebook message or send us an Instagram message or find some way to connect with us. And 
I think it is a tribute to uh, not only Women Who Explore, but the ambassadors who are representing Women Who Explore, uh, like Melissa. It's a tribute to how much they believe in what we're doing and how amazing they are at connecting these women as well. So most of these women are sending us an email saying, thank you so much. This weekend was life-changing. I met so many amazing people. I'm already looking at booking, you know, my next getaway. I, and I don't suppose that's gratifying in any way. Um, <laughs> no. But yeah, like, no, I mean, like, I, I'm very turned on just listening to this, like, to like, what a cool thing this is. And I guess my question, like, what I didn't realize is, is so Melissa who goes on this and she becomes an ambassador. Like how many of these ambassador types do you have that are able to lead trips? So we in, in, in the spirit, in the spirit that you've, that you've established in the ethos of this thing. So right now we have trained 20 of them to run these weekend sort of getaways, but we do have 75 ambassadors across North America that run local one day free events yeah yeah well listen i i i, I know you've got to go i know you got a hard stop here but i i can't this is and, and and you know i'm guessing you've never listened to my podcast i'm hoping that you will listen to at least one other one than this because i think what you'll find is that this is so different than the other podcasts that i do and 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 yet i just feel like it is such a perfect gift to the women in my audience and, uh, and to the men, honestly, uh, to overhear this conversation. So I, I'm just really grateful for your taking the time to share this, share the story for me. And like, I, 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 I want to know more about you and your sister. I want to know about, I want to know how the kids are doing. Like there's a lot more <laughs> I would love to talk to you about, um, that I, I probably won't get that ever get that chance, but I, I'm really grateful for this chance. And so thanks so much for, for, for taking the time. No, I really, you know, I really appreciate it. And it was, it's such an opportunity, um, for us to maybe reach, some of those women that we don't normally reach. And we, we really appreciate that because uh, the more people we can reach and the more people we can tell and the more people we can talk to a talk about it and they go and they talk about it. Um, you know, there really is a space for everybody in the outdoors and that's, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't matter if you have no experience. It doesn't matter, you know, how old you are, what your income level is what your fitness level is, there is a space and there is a, you know, a group of opening and welcoming and non-judgmental women that are willing to, you know, help you get outdoors. And so thank you for giving us the opportunity to, you know, come on and and talk to talk to an audience that we probably would never reach. So we really appreciate that. Oh, good. Good, good, good. So I'm, I'm just really hopeful. I'm really hopeful right now. So thanks. I'll talk to you later. Go to your thing. I'll go to my thing. We'll catch you. We'll catch you another time. Thank you so much. You bet. All right. That was me and Lindsay and Melissa and then back with Lindsay. And I hope you, you know, if this, I worried all the way through that conversation that it sounded like, you know, a plug or a pitch. But what I do think is that a lot of women are finding not only a connection with nature, which as 
a naturalist, I think is, is one of the most wonderful ways to develop your sense of gratitude for the privilege of being a conscious human being. But I think are also finding fellowship and connection with each other in a way that is just very hard to find, especially on the other side of faith. If you come out of that, if you come out of that world. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm glad to pitch something that good and it is good to be part of this thing with you. And I'm glad you're part of it with me. And if you want, if you want to let me know what you think, if you want to find Lindsay's group, it's womenwhoexplore.com. And, you know, you can find their Instagram page. They send out daily inspirations for like 200,000 people that are into this thing. I mean, it's huge. I mean, their audience is slightly larger than mine. But I don't think they know people like I know. So that's why I wanted to tell you about them. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's the Patreon page, which is easy to find from my website, you know, or just going to Patreon and looking for humanize me, uh, or it's Patreon. I said it wrong again. Somebody always says to me, you say it wrong. Patreon. I get it. I'm sorry. And, or you can just go to barcampolo.org if you, and if you want to talk to me, some, some people are reaching out to me more and more for like, Hey, can I do a, a kind of a one-on-one coaching counseling thing with you as i work through this issue or that issue in my humanist journey yes you can you i'm easy to find okay i did really good on keeping the intro short i'm not doing so good on the outro but it's going to get really better really fast right now because i'm done for more information about the work of bar campolo please visit barcampolo.org Oh